Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome back to Why This Film, the podcast where we delve into your childhood, pick out a movie and have a good chat about it. I'm your host Emily Slade and welcome back. Watched it so many times before, and now you're gonna watch it again. But it's been so many years since you last saw it, and now you show it to your friends, and they're like, What? What am I watching? Why? What? Why? Why this film? And I'm joined today by Aisha. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, and the film that we have today. I'm so excited. <laughs> it is 2009's The Princess and the Frog. Yes. Which is the fir- I think this is the first Disney we've had on the podcast, which is so exciting. It's, it's an honour it, to honestly, represent. It, it, you have no idea. I'm, I'm, I can't even get the words out. I'm so freaking excited for this episode. Um, so very quickly, the IMDb breakdown says... A waitress desperate to fulfill her dreams as a restaurant owner is set on a journey to turn a frog prince back into a human being, but she has to face the same problem after she kisses him. It is obviously directed by John Musker and Ron Clements, who we love and adore and owe so much to. <laughs> so, why this film? Um, so I picked this film because you said like a, a, a movie from your childhood, and I was like, oh, now that's hard because I am a Disney child <laughs> through and through. Like that's all I used to watch. Like yeah. my mom would say, oh, you always used to watch Lion yeah. King and Aladdin, and it was on all the time. <laughs> so I was thinking, well, am I gonna go classic? But the one that stood out for me was Princess and the Frog mm-hmm. because I didn't watch it when it first came out. Yeah. It was. How old would you have been? It's 2009. 2009. I would have been... Four. 14. 13 or 14. Nice. But I don't think I watched it until yeah. I was about 15, 16. Because mm-hmm. I thought... It was like... I can't remember it being advertised yeah. anywhere. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, obviously Lion King and stuff. You grow up yeah, with it and all this. And, um... Yeah, I just didn't... I didn't really see anything about it. I didn't really know anything about it until I think one day it was on the telly. Oh, nice. So I was like, mm, you know what? Check it on. Have a look. And I loved it. And I was like, why have I not watched this from the beginning? It's so good. It's funny. It's, like, romantic. It's just Honestly. so clever, the way they put it all in. And there's, like, dark bits. But it's just an all-round good film. So... I actually went to the cinema to watch this movie. I would have been about 16 and I was at college and it wasn't even a question. There was no doubt about it. I was 16 and I was like, who wants to go to the cinema to watch the latest Disney animation? They've reverted back to 2D animation. And everyone I knew in my entire life was like, no. So I was like, all right then, see you later. And I just, like, left my group in town and I just went to the cinema and paid my money and sat by myself, surrounded by children at the age of 16. Because I was like, there is no way that I am missing the first movie to come out in, like, 2D animation from the Disney studio by John Musker and Ron Clements, Mm. the first African-American princess. Yes. I'm going to see this. And I sat there and the credits rolled and I sat all the way through the end credits and I was like, well, shit, move aside Beauty and the Beast. 
It is my favorite Disney. Yes. It comes in at number one in every poll in my life. Wow. She is my favorite princess. He is my favorite prince. <laughs> every single BuzzFeed quiz, I'm like, no question about it. Every yes. single thing about this movie is fabulous. I went home and I immediately found all of the songs and I had them down within a day and I was just like, this movie and then I finally got it on DVD when it came out and I I literally sat the only other time I've done this is with Labyrinth when I got Labyrinth on DVD and I I took anyone that would like listen to me for two seconds and made them watch this movie and I was like please tell me (gasps) is this the one with David Bowie in it yeah yes yep 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 and that's the only time I've done the rounds where I've been like I insist that you watch this movie Mm -hmm. with me right now all the way through to the end and that you and like when I got it on DVD I watched it on repeat like literally repeat like it's broken like I went to watch my DVD the other day and it's like broken and like how the VHS's used to get because you just wear them down but so, I mean, um, that's an excuse to buy one of like, you know, the new ones oh, that come out now with the lovely casing yeah. and the princess on the frog. <laughs> so, when you said the princess and the frog, I died from happiness. <laughs> this movie means so much to me. <laughs> so silly. Because we're a child, we're children of the Disney Renaissance. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, we were born, I mean, I was born when Beauty and the Beast came out, which was 91. So I got oh. to see it all the way through to 2000. Yeah. Um... And yet, 2009, this little, you're so right, there was a very little marketing. I literally, I can't remember anything, anything nope. about it at all. It's, there was like no TV spots, there was, it was very hush-hush, yeah. and, and it didn't do very well. Now, I'm mm. not going to say that it was a conspiracy, because they were like, they basically, a bit of background of the movie, they were like, hey you two, you're our faves, you've been smashing it out the park, tell you what, take whatever story you want, here's some money, and do it, um... And in whatever animation style you see fit. And they were like, cool, we want to do 2D animation. And then, like, there was a whole controversy because they had to make sure that they were being respectful to the um, African-American side of things. That, like, um, they brought in a bunch of consultants that they were, like, doing it properly. And everyone was like, if this movie is a success, it will bring back in the 2D animation. And it wasn't a success, Mm. which is why then... And it also was blamed for alienating 50% of the audience because they were like, it's got princess in the title and that's why it did badly at the box office because oh, boys won't go and see it, which is why we now get Tangled and Frozen, which do well at the box office and then not 2D animation, which, you know, I, I've got time for Tangled and Frozen. Yeah. But I have, I, if I had to have one thing with me on a desert island, it would be a copy of this movie. Like, yeah. it just makes me so happy. Yeah, but that's all wrong to say because... The reason why it's called The Princess and the Frog is because it is based off an actual fairy tale. Yeah. The Princess and the Frog. It's like Sleeping Beauty. It's yeah. based off the ballet. And, and they've all done that. Like Aladdin yeah. is based off the Arabian Nights tale. And mm-hmm. like it's been the thing that they do. And I love it. Now, on the other side of that, I am very glad. Like The Snow Queen is my favourite fairy okay. tale. Yeah. And the fact that Frozen has essentially nothing to do with the original story of the Snow Queen. I'm like, good, don't take its name, yes. because like, I don't want kids getting confused. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, Rapunzel should have been called Rapunzel. Like, fuck that, because I've heard kids actually call her Ta- Princess Tangled. Yeah, like, and it's not, that's not who she it's is. Just, it's just a bit weird. Really, it's just a bit of a shame. Yeah, but, okay. Let's go <laughs> Let's calm down. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. My heart's like racing. 
Um, I've got lots of notes and they're all just exclamation marks and hearts, mm-hmm. basically. So, oh, mate, where to begin? Weird. The voice actors. Yes. Are incredible. Mm-hmm. They are so good. Who's your favourite character? Oh, no, that's hard, because I was so trying to think of this earlier. I would probably say... I feel like it's got to be... It's got to be Ray. I think Good it has to be. Joy. Because Tiana and Prince Bean obviously amazing. That's why they're the main part. Yeah. But for me, it's those little side characters. Yeah. It's like um, John Goodman mm. as the yes. dad. He's literally got about four lines, and every yeah. line that he says, I am laughing Kills my it. absolute socks off. Yeah. And Louis is just brilliant, oh. and like Mama Oti and stuff oh like God. that. But Ray, he just, he brings like a little bit of everything it's to like, move it forward. Yeah. So he has a comedy with, with Lewis, and he has like that romantic side that pushes mm-hmm. the frogs together, and he brings like and Mama like, Oti oh, into it. You're so yeah. right, he's such a good character. Voiced uh, by Jim Cummings, he's yes. Winnie the Pooh. Yes! <laughs> I love it. Um, I ask because Lottie... Mm-hmm. who's Tiana's best friend and we we first meet them in this little prologue section and they're, they're children um, and they're being told the story of the frog princess mm-hmm. and we meet Tiana for the first time and we meet Lottie who's her best friend who is just wonderful Uh-oh. Jennifer Cody who voices her when she's an adult Made me want to be a voice actor. Wow. Okay. Made me want to direct all of my acting training into voice acting, yes. primarily. She's... I mean, I think she won awards for her performance yeah. in this movie, and I'm not surprised. And even as a child... I'm really sorry, child actress, I don't know who voices her as a child. But even as a child, you immediately get the sense of what this character is like. And they really ride that rail of like she's sweet and she's caring she's privileged and spoiled mm-hmm. but you don't hate her for yeah. it no you kind of love it like when when I was watching it the the very beginning bit where they are kids and she literally has everything I sat there and I looked at it and I thought oh, you know what like kids when I was a kid I would have wanted everything that she had mm. and I think that's a bit of the moral of the story because actually now that I'm older looking back on it yeah. I was like no you like we should want what Tiana has exactly. like Lottie might have all like the princess pink big bed cat mm-hmm. dog whatever she asks but Tiana has just got like that family and like yeah. the community bit where they're all on the back step oh, eating God, the gumbo it's so and it's gorgeous. it's just it's beautiful so to see because I think, especially now in our day and age, this is not against the character at all. But Lottie, I think that is a lot of people today because we are yeah. we only communicate now through phones through, and through social media. And money. Yeah, and like, yeah, I mean, you just don't get out with people anymore. I, yeah. I mean, back home, like I, anybody you see in the street, you say hi to. You know, mm, oh, yeah. Oh, web's not good today. <laughs> but like. I feel like down here to even try and catch somebody in the street to smile back. Yeah, to catch the rise. It's impossible. like there's such a massive disconnect. Yeah. So it's two different worlds in the same places. Yeah. It's fascinating and like you do get the sense that her father loves her, of course she does, but she doesn't have the same unit that mm-hmm. Tiana has and like and yeah. 
it's it's great though. It's it's really cleverly done, and I I don't want to I don't want to. I don't know that I'm the person to comment on the like race relations that run mm-hmm. throughout the movie. Um, from what I can see, they handled it well. Yeah. Without throwing it in your face, mm-hmm. without uh, being disrespectful, or, or without um, censoring it completely. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like if if you do want to comment on that, please feel free to like jump in on that conversation. But. From what I could see, she she sort of sits at the back of the bus and there's a very obvious transition from the mansions to the sort of, like, mm-hmm. huts that they have. Um, so it's it's present, but it it does still allow us to just focus on her as a princess. Like, yeah, I don't... I'm getting, like, flustered because I'm like, ah! <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it seems from the movie that it isn't quite set, like, in the 2009 when it was made. Mm. It seems more like when... it's set in, like, 1920-something. yeah. But even even that, for like that time, for that crossover, for Lottie and Tiana to be best friends. Yeah. Like, that's a big thing. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. But there's still very much a class divide mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Um, so, we ha- we established that and, oh, we get introduced to Tiana's love for cooking. Yes. Everything's just so charming and mm-hmm. sweet. And then they have the moral of the um, story come in. With the wishing on a star, and then they're like, which has been Disney's whole thing. Their theme tune is When You Wish Upon a Star from mm-hmm. Pinocchio, that the star appears at the beginning of every single movie. And that's another reason I love this movie. They like, they give a character to the Disney star. Yes! It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's almost like when Ray goes up there, second star to the right. Oh god! So it's like, <laughs> I just got oh chill. my gosh! It's all linking together. I didn't even think of that. The universe is expanding. Oh my gosh. Oh, mate, I literally just got chills. It's gorgeous. Mm. And it just, honestly, the first time I ever heard that when they were like, yes, by all means, you wish on that start, but you've got to work hard as well and you've got to put the effort in. And I was like, yes! Yes! (laughs) Because it's doing what Frozen tries to do with relationships Mm -hmm. where they're like, oh, you can't just marry a man you just met. But then she still kind of does. Yeah. So you're like, okay, I get what you're doing, but like, yeah, whatever. That's its own <laughs> episode. Um, but this one is is just like, no, we understand that. Like, you can't just wish on stars, and mm-hmm. and it's such a good. I mean, I think I wrote it in my notes. I was like, this this movie made me want to work hard for things, and and made working hard look attractive yes. and it made it look enjoyable and satisfactory and so she she wishes on the stars because her dad gives her the idea that um, they're going to open a restaurant Tiana's mm. place or is it Tiana's palace Tiana's and, place um, yeah Tiana's place and it's going to be great and it yeah, it's wonderful. So she starts wishing on this star. She sees a frog. Long foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, but she sees... That's what's so funny about it, because they've just read the story. And then Tiana is a little girl. She goes to the window. She's like, well, I'll give it a go. And the frog appears. And it's like, right, no. Yes. That's not the right way to go. The that. universe is saying no. Literally. But then the second time she yeah. does it, the frog comes again. So it's like, right, this is your sign. To yeah. Just not bother <laughs> with this star. Don't do stars. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and the transition, she runs out of the room as a little girl screaming. And then this, like, the sun comes up and she comes back in like 16 years mm. later, tired after a night shift. 
And just that transition of like growing up, mm. it beats it beats Simba on the log. It beats it beats Tarzan <laughs> being thrown in the air. Like it's the best growing up transition of all Disney's. Mm. I love it. So it's just so simple and sweet, yeah. and you're like, oh, amazing. Um, it's so good and we find out that she's working loads of jobs and that's attractive as well she literally lies on the bed for like two seconds and then the alarm goes off and she goes she goes to another job and I'm like cool and there's an actor who's now having to juggle like four jobs I try and think of that to be like hey if Princess Tiana can fucking do it I can do it so can I I can do anything Um, so it's great it's such a good message and um and then Down in New Orleans oh, kicks in the song. And this movie has like a rhythm to it. It has like a a, a constant beat to it because this this song has bits in it where it's like dun 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 and on every like on every beat something will like happen. Yes. Like she so like clever. catches the plates in time and it's just so satisfying to watch. Yes. It's just this smooth, jazzy like introduction. We get introduced to literally all of the characters that are gonna be important, which is so great. Mm-hmm. Um, I read that the um, art for the town scenes was based on Lady and the Tramp. Ah, amazing! The, they took two inspirations. They took inspiration from Lady and the Tramp for everything in the city, and they took inspiration from Bambi for everything in the bayou, because they believed ah, that that was wow. the peak of animation, those two movies. Wow. Which is so interesting, because yes. like, no one talks about those movies anymore. No. Um, well, I don't even know whether... Like, I've got an eight-year-old sister... I don't think she would have ever even seen Bambi. No. Or even Lady in the Tramp. Because no. everything is like, you just move forward. And because they're not part of a franchise, mm-hmm. they get forgotten and lost. Yeah. Um, like, you can find Peter Pan through Tinkerbell. Yeah. But there's nothing that's going to bring you... Like, Aunt Sarah never got a spin-off. Like, <laughs> the Siamese cats have been shoved to the corner of racist Disney. <laughs> like... Everyone's just kind of forgetting it, but it's yeah. it's really decent in its own right, and it's mm-hmm. it's homaged here. For it's of its time, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, but it's great. We 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 get introduced to the Shadow Man, Doctor Facilier, who is a wonderful villain, like your classic Epic. Renaissance villain, mm-hmm. um, which they need to bring back. Lindsay Ellis um, does a wonderful video essay on the death of the Disney villain and how like yes. it's not a thing anymore. And it's such a shame. Yeah, that's so true, actually. But a fun fact, don't know whether you know, did you know that all the Disney villain characters have purple on them? I didn't know that. Yeah, so Dr. Facilier has purple eyes. Uh-huh. And he has, like, purple clothing and stuff. Um, Ursula, purple like tentacles. Purple, yeah. Captain Hook has a purple feather. Um, Beleficent... It's like, like purple yeah. in the garments. Oh my god, I knew they always had green around them. Like uh, okay. Green is like the sort of indication that they're mm-hmm. bad. That's amazing. I'm going to go and rewatch everything yes. and look out for the purple. That's mm-hmm. so cool. So we finish down in New Orleans. Uh, we understand that Prince Naveen is visiting from Moldova. Yes. <laughs> He's just, I just want a human version of him. Right, I'm oh. so glad you said that because I think what I've got in my notes is like, where is it? It's literally like, I am holding out for Prince Naveen. Like, I am just going to marry Prince Naveen. Yes, like, I like just, yeah. He's 
so great. Mm-hmm. He's so he's so great. He's so yeah. great. I can't stress that enough. He's, he's just that cheeky chappy who can play the ukulele. Yeah, he can dance. He's in for a good fun, time. But he like is willing to learn and take things on board and he's self-aware and he's sweet and he's charming. He's just... Whoever wrote that character, well done you. And then whoever designed the character, even yeah. better. Like I might just, be jumping forward a little bit, but the, yeah, the, the one it. bit I love most about Prince Naveen is a bit where... Um, it's when Ray is singing Evangeline. And Ray goes like, J'adore. And he like translates it to him. He's like... You're lovely. I love you. Well, I'm just translating. (laughs) (laughs) We meet Prince Naveen, and he's accompanied by Lawrence, who, like, if this... Well, it's so funny, because, like, I was going to say, if this was live action, he would be played by Peter Peter Pettigrew. (laughs) Timothy Spool, I'm so sorry, but you were just so iconic that I can never actually remember your name and just refer to you as Peter Pettigrew. So apologies for that, Timothy Spool. And then I suddenly remember that in Enchanted... Which is a live action yes. Disney. Yes. That character is played oh by Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> and they're so similar. It's perfect. Like, yes. just that little grunting sidekick that, like, yeah, Timothy, you're all over that. So, he's British, obviously, because mm-hmm. us Brits are always evil. <laughs> um, which is fair enough. Uh, so, they bump into Dr. Facilier. Um, who is the voodoo man mm-hmm. and he sings a song which I was like 17 when I first saw this and I was a little bit scared so I couldn't it's imagine like, what the people around me with small children were yeah. thinking it's very scary because voodoo is quite scary because it's not particularly westernised I guess yeah. like, mm-hmm. like it's not something in our like, witchcraft is fine because we're kind of used to it. Yeah. But we don't... Because it's a bit unknown over here. It's a bit mm-hmm. like, ooh, mysterious and scary. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, physically frightening to look at mm-hmm. um, with its designs. Um, and I think what makes it more scary, though, is that his shadow mm. is his shadow, but they're completely against each other. Yeah, it's got a life of its own, hasn't it? I and think that's what's more scary because you can be looking straight at him, but you know you don't know where that shadow's <laughs> going behind you, and you know he can go onto the floor and the ceiling. And like the masks talk, and he's like denying that they're talking. It's like, oh, it's a nego, gentleman, a little parlor trick, nothing to worry about. <laughs> and like they turn around just as they stop talking, and you're like, oh god, it's so unnerving. And then at the very end, he like lights a match. And then, like, the lights will go out, and he blows it, and the smoke bellows. And, like, everything goes dark slowly on his face. And the last things you see are the two pinpricks of purple mm-hmm. um, of his eyes. And just in the blackness, just two pinpricks of light. It's fucking so scary. <laughs> like, it is. It's yeah. really scary. That, like, if I was a child, they would haunt me. Yeah, well, that's what I'd think. Like, it's so frightening. Um... But that's great. What's happening? Oh, Tiana's been commissioned by Lottie. Mm-hmm. Who is so funny. Her and John Goodman bouncing off each other while they're trying that's to brilliant. explain. Like, I was looking at it and I was like, this is the first Disney character that I can think of off the top of my head, and please correct me if I'm wrong, who's like fun and bubbly sidekick, who's really funny, but doesn't have to be either an animal 
Mm-hmm. Or, okay. this is going to sound weird, but like, it's always like Clucky from Robin Hood or the fairies from Sleeping Beauty, that sort of bustling old woman type that's like really short and dumpy. Whereas here we get slender, beautiful, tall, blonde Lottie yeah. who has that same humour and is ticking that same box. Been in a completely different guise. Yeah, it's almost like she should have been the main character, in a sense. Yeah. When you look at her, it's like, oh, right, well, you would be the typical female lead. But and the fact really that she's not on that, at the, at the ball that they go to, the masquerade ball that Tiana's working, when Prince Naveen turns up and Lottie dances with him, it is like shot-for-shot shot remake of the dance at the end of Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the camera, like, sidles over to Tiana, who's just, like, swaying on the sidelines because she's our protagonist. And it's so stupid, but every time yeah. I watch that, I'm like, yes, 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 I get it, I get that reference. Like, literally, like, it's so good. It's yes. so good. Um, and it's just such a joy because I was like, because I always thought, oh, that's my, like, casting, the, like, funny one. And I don't want to have to be short and dumpy. Like, I want to be young and cool and pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is in this, and it's, I can't do her voice. I'm going to practice and, like, be able to because it's, her voice <laughs> yes. is just wonderful. Like, oh, God, it's it's like this sort of scratchy without being annoying. Yeah, High-pitched without being, like, it. it's just perfect. It's so perfect. Um, it's like, Prince Naveen! <laughs> Prince Naveen! Oh, God, I love it so much. Um, her animation is so comedic as well. Her, the way she like mm-hmm. moves her body and ac- how it's accompanied with the voice, where she's in the mirror and she's like, I thought washing out stars was like crazy <laughs> people, and her eye is like enlarged. She, she looks, looks like a maniac. It's so funny. So lots of Tennessee Williams mm-hmm. references in here because New Orleans. Um, one of my favorites is uh, I love a good animal pun name. Yeah. Um, and we haven't had it since 1990, I want to say seven, with the Hunchback of Notre Dame, where mm-hmm. the horse was called Achilles, purely so at one point he could go, Achilles, heel. <laughs> Funny. Um, and in this one, the dog's called Stella, so of course we get a classic, Stella! Yes. Great. So we're at this party, she's been denied, um, she wants to buy this warehouse to make it into her thingy, because, because, shock horror! It's the dad that's died, not the mom yes. for once. Oprah yeah. Winfrey, is it Oprah that Yes, plays? it is. It's yeah. Oprah, yeah. Oprah playing Adora fabulously um, has survived. Yes. And poor daddy has died in some war. Yeah. I'm Mommy. sure they'll have thought about it, um, mm-hmm. but I have no idea about American history. I, yeah. <laughs> could be anything. Sorry. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's, it's, it's really it's really great and it's really sad and it's moving and it, it gives her purpose and it, it means that we get a Disney mom, yes. which we never get. Yeah, or like a Disney good mum. Mm. So like not evil. Yeah, not a dick. Yeah. And she is, she's so lovely. But she can't afford it. She's been saving up all of her pennies and she can't afford it. So these horrible people make the only real sort of racist comment in the movie mm-hmm. and even then it's very well disguised. Yes. Uh, where they're like, a woman of your background perhaps shouldn't be, like, dreaming so high. Mm. Go, on, go 
going back to the Stella bit mm. with the dog, I thought it was so, so clever because obviously Stella is a dog. The cat at the beginning, like it's a cat, so you just mm-hmm. assume you don't understand them. But that moment of transition where Tiana becomes the cat, becomes the cat, <laughs> becomes the frog, yeah. and and she's like, Stella, it's me, Tiana, and the dog goes, Tiana? Tiana? It's like <laughs> the whoosh that we're now in a different sort yeah. of world that we can now understand the animal animals. side of it as well. So it was just that one line that was like, the dog just spoke. Yeah. Almost like now we were the frogs really? as well. Yes. It's like, it's so well thought out. Yes. It's so well thought out. So she becomes a frog by, <laughs> she, she goes to wish on a star again and she's all dressed up now because her dress got ruined so she's dressed as a princess. And um, she sees the frog and she thinks it's a joke from like, life. <laughs> And she turns to the frog and she's like, so I guess you want to kiss. And of course it's Prince Naveen who's just been turned into a frog by the shadow man. And he's like, kissing would be nice, yes? <laughs> it's so funny. She finally gets convinced to kiss him because uh, the froggy bruto uh, will turn him back into a prince. Um, and she'll get loads of money for her restaurant. But of course it doesn't work. Yeah. And like one of my favourite childhood books that I've never seen f- since, The Frog Prince the Tooth, which was a book about, it was the okay. Frog Prince story. Yeah. The Frog Prince, the prince had a, like a, a speech impediment. Right. Um, which now I've said that out loud, I'm like, that's not on. <laughs> <laughs> this was like 1996. So we kind of just did that kind of thing back then. And um, and yeah, and he was like a massive dickhead. And when he kissed the princess, she got turned into a frog too. And then they just went on adventures and hated each other. I don't really remember how it ended. But it was great. And it's, it takes that and puts it into this mm-hmm. movie. Um, which a lot of people complained about. Because they were like, first African-American princess. And she's spending the entire movie as an animal. Which I get. Um, I really do. It honestly is one of the best friendship turn romances. Like, I love a good road trip movie. Mm-hmm. I love... Um, that's why Beauty and the Beast used to be my favourite, because you got to watch them fall in love. Yes. And you didn't really get to do that in other ones. You get to see them fall in love in such a wonderful way. Mm-hmm. Um, so they escape the party, and they're frogs now, and they end up in the bayou. Yes. And it's beautiful mm-hmm. like I don't know what it's meant to actually look like um seeing as it's like a swamp yes um and from what I've seen of true blood like swamps aren't nice <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's really lovely and then they meet Louis yes. who oh, I'm not even reading any of my notes <sighs> I'm just like joyfully recounting <laughs> yeah. this movie without even commenting on it um, just the comedy in this movie through the animation is is just perfect. I can't think of a an example where another Disney animated movie has used the animation. Maybe things like Hercules and Aladdin, just using that timing of the animation mm. to really bring the joke home. Um, it's it's something that adds a very particular tone to a movie, and it and it does it in this, and it's just wonderful. Mm. It's perfect. It's not just done by one character either, though. I think that's why yeah. I was laughing my absolute head off. Is because it's such a number of funny characters. You, yeah, and everyone's very funny yeah. as well. Like even the straight characters. Yes, Louis. He makes a Madame Mim reference from Sword of the mm-hmm. Stone. I'm glad you got that. Mm-hmm. Um, we learn that he 
knows about Mama Odie, mm-hmm. um, and that she could turn y'all human again if you went and found her. And so he agrees to help them. And they sing... Well, I was going to say human, human again, but that's Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, it's When We're Human, yeah. which is a different <laughs> transformation back to human song. <laughs> um, and it's great. It's just like this little trio song... Oh, and it's when I really, like, Tiana cemented herself as an icon for me, because mm-hmm. she's like, I'm going to work real hard each yes. and every day to make yes. things for sure go in my way, and I'm just like, fuck yeah, and, like, the whole thing, like, the boys are just, like, taking it easy, she's, like, sweating and putting all this hard work to make sure they don't get eaten, yes, and, like, it's just, it's, it's really lovely, and, like, the animation for all the different songs is really, really good. It, it always goes, like, slightly different. Like, we use a lot of the moss in the swamp in this one to mm-hmm. make these, like, swirly patterns. Um, and to make the instruments as well. I yeah. think that's what I love about this. is always, like, sort of, like, actor musical in animation. Yeah. Which is really cool. It's so clever. Just for, like, any creators that are going to remake it, actor <laughs> musical should definitely be involved. <laughs> yes, 100%. Um, it's, it's genius. It's so lovely. They start to get hungry, and they and as a frog instinct, their tongues start <laughs> tongue to go over the flies, out. and then they end up getting complete. Well, just it's a little knot. Their tongue tied, <laughs> and then Louis is like, "Hey, I know what to do. Just come here." And he's like pushing them in <laughs> every Rubik's shape, like a Rubik's cube. Yeah, until they're like. But for me, it looks like no a chewing gum ball mm. that people have like stuck all the chewing mm. gum in, and it's just. Literally, it's that. And that's where we meet Ray. And Ray turns up and he's beautifully voiced by Jim Cummings. Um, And he's just so sweet and funny. Ray's like, I'll help you out. And he like whistles for all of his Firefly friends. And I audibly gasp every time this shot happens. Just, we're looking out onto the bayou, which is beautifully animated anyway, and then this whoosh of like little light beams, just where like a thousand fireflies just appear. Yes. It's gorgeous. It's breathtaking. It is. It's just so It's so beautiful. So beautiful. Um, and then we get a Randy Newman cameo, who of course wrote all yes. the songs. <laughs> Randy Newman. Um which is the first 2D animated movie that he wrote for since 97's Cat Don't, Cats Don't Dance. Wow. Which I did on season one or two of this podcast. Wow. It's great. Check it out if you haven't. The podcast episode and the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they sing a great song. Like yeah, a great that's like one song. of my favourite songs. It's a great song. It's so good. It's um, really funky, really fun. Um, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I just turn the page and all of my notes turn to caps lock um, so we get there and I think that's when we have the interaction with the hunters yes um, it's like frog hunters and it's funny because you look at it and you're like what what has this got to do with anything but it's so the relationship between Tiana and Naveen yes where it starts go further. to click um and once they get defeated, I mean, they're fine. They're they're based on like the two guys from Mice of Men, Mice mm-hmm. of Men, and it's it's genuinely funny, um, and it's a nice little sequence of animation and action. Um, but anyway, they get 
done yeah. it. Yeah, and I think that's the first point as well where Tiana sort of lets loose. Yeah. Because I think after it, it's like, oh, you had a bit of fun there. Yeah, you know, because instead the of like just getting out and running, and they sort of start messing about with them, don't they? Mm. It's like they'll sit on the one's head and like their tongues will fly, and then the other yeah. one will try and shoot <laughs> the gun, and they'll. It is like a funny little scene. Really I think that's sweet. the first point that her wall has come down. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so she starts to loosen up and have a bit more fun, and then she's like, "I'm gonna make some swamp gumbo." Yeah. And so she puts him to work mincing mushrooms. And I swear to God, this is me in the kitchen. Uh, or he's like, he just has to like slice one mushroom. And no, he but like, doesn't he sweat from the yeah, one cut? It's like, like half a cup. Oh, and he's like, oh, I need a break. <laughs> I'm like, that's me in the kitchen. I'm like, oh, fuck this. Um, which is really lovely. So he starts to learn how to mince. And then he starts being really self-aware mm-hmm. and being like, oh my God. Like, I've just realised that I've never had to like brush my own teeth yeah or find my own way which is crazy or like dress myself and then I just got cut off with no money and I don't know how to do anything and she's obviously like very understandably like rolling her eyes hard enough that we can hear them <laughs> um but yeah it's it, it's nice for him to suddenly be like huh oh yeah maybe I should try and do something yeah. with my life a little bit mm-hmm. um so that's nice, and they all have the gumbo, and it's delicious. Yes, and of course. And it's really nice. Um, and then a figure appears in the mist, and it's Mama Odie showing yes. the lighter, good, positive side of voodoo, where you've got the shadow man who's like evil voodoo. Mama Odie is good voodoo. And... She is so fucking funny. Hilarious. I can't get over it. Like, I actually can't. We turn up into her little hut, and that entire sequence that happens from that point in with her, I'm crying. I'm actually crying from laughter. Like, she's... I mean, I love me a, like, crazy old grandma-type batty woman that just does her own thing with that like wheezy voice like that kills me anyway um so it's already like pinnacle of humor for me and then we get introduced to juju who is life juju is life um juju is mama odie's pet snake and he doesn't talk and he has very little screen time, but what he has stays with me forever. Yeah. I literally have in here Juju in Catsock, followed by three hearts and the Tabasco. I want that gif on repeat for the rest of my life. It's the funniest fucking thing in the world. So she's, she's like, oh, my gumbo's burning. Why didn't you tell me Juju? She starts stirring it, and she's like, what do you think, Tiana? And Tiana's like, hit it hard with two shots of Tabasco, and it'll be the bee's knees. And then she tries to start talking again, and then Mama Odie just goes, Juju! And in the middle of these two characters, Juju the snake pops up with the Tabasco in his mouth, shakes his head two times, 
to drop the Tabasco into the bathtub of gumbo and then sinks back down and disappears. And it's the funniest piece of animation. It's the funniest action from an animal. It's the funniest thing in any Disney movie. It's, it's, I, honestly, there have been days where I've just watched that on, that little clip on repeat because it kills me. I could turn the movie off right then and there and be perfectly satisfied because Mm. it's the funniest thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. (laughs) It's just a bit where she uses him as a walking stick as well and it's like, she just like it's a little bit like um, Alice in Wonderland with the the flamingos, and all of a sudden they go from being limp to like yeah. wood. Like all of a sudden she's like battering him about. <laughs> but it made, I just had a thought as well. Actually, you know we were saying about the stars, mm-hmm. the snake. Like because is Mama Odie is blind, isn't she? Yes, it's the snake sort of her eyes. Oh, and like no like yeah. jungle book sort of thing like the eyes hypnotizing yeah. is that like he can see and they like sort of like discuss through each other That's of like really what's cool. going like a, on like a familiar yeah almost. like the shadow man's got his shadow and mm-hmm. mama odie's got juju the snake yeah so beautifully animated as well he just looks so like cute and like a little bit dumb and like it just Yes. Like Juju 2019, like I fucking, I fucking love Juju so much. I can't get over it. I've spent like t- 20 minutes just talking about this snake. He's like yeah. barely in the movie, yeah. But like, is the best character. Yeah, opinion. I just don't think. I don't think Mama Mama Odie would be as funny mm. if she didn't have Juju because it's like the bit like with his, like the floorboard has got a massive. <laughs> yeah. Like this is it's just broke. And if he didn't like act just her plank of wood, she would have just gone straight through it. Well long as to her death. And then she breaks in to a fucking banger of a song. Um Oh my god. It's so good. She's got it's this brilliant. whole like flamingo backing gospel choir. Um we get to learn more about the characters through it. Mm. Like, they, she's got these glass bottles hanging up in the tree and the lights reflecting through it. Like, it's it's beautifully animated. It's funny. It's, like, funky. Like, it just... It's... Oh, my it's God. It's just got such a good message as well, though, yeah. of, like, something that blah, 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 but you're blind to what you need. Yes. And I think... A lot of us are like we all want something. We all want what we, but like. we're blind to what we need. And yeah. want and need is two different things. Completely different things. And it's fine with going for what you want, mm. but making sure that you have what you need as well. Because I think, yeah. especially like with this industry of acting, I think we focus our attention so much on I gotta get the job. I gotta do this. I gotta mm. do that. That we miss out on. Well, maybe I want to have a family. Yeah. And I want to have my own house. Yeah. And my own life that may not necessarily always be in London. Yeah. I think that's what we sometimes forget that there's more to life than just our one thing. The tunnel vision of the job. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And, like, yeah, the moral of this whole movie is very much like see what's important to you and like yes it's a Disney movie so what ends up being important is heterosexual love um (laughs) which is fine it's fine uh it's valid um but at the same time what they are like look you don't need money and riches and fame and like 
all this shit that doesn't matter. What you need is people around you that support and love you. It is yes. basically the message. That's what they're saying. Um, which is so important. It's so true. But unfortunately, at the end of the song, Tiana's like, I've got to work even harder no! to get my restaurant. And like, she doesn't even clock on. All of the flamingos are like, oh. And she's just like, you've just done this whole damn yeah. number and you don't even get the message, girl, please. Um, so they get on a boat. They sneak onto a boat to get back to the mainland of New Orleans. Um, <laughs> it's Louis' time. <laughs> he shines. He's like, they're all about to hide. And then someone's like, hey, great gator costume. And he's like, oh my god. And he like runs up and starts playing with the band. Yeah. Living his dream. Because <laughs> it just so happens that this Mardi Gras and the band <laughs> yeah. are animals. Woo! It's so sweet. It's the fact that he's like, he's, they've just literally gone onto the board and he's like, oh, there's humans hide. And instead of hiding, he puts himself into a block. Yeah. With the trumpet hey can you play and he literally just like pops his trumpet to his, his mouth going doo, 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 doo. <laughs> that's all we needed that's so all funny. we needed it's so funny um, so a big romantic subplot that we forgot to mention was Ray's love interest oh, yes. and he keeps talking about this Evangeline who is Evangeline and then finally he's like oh, Evangeline's here and everyone's like oh my god where I want to meet her and he points to the evening star <laughs> the brightest the star, star. I feel like this movie was a massive influencer for the later movies to come, like but it it's still the best one. Like I don't get me wrong, I I have some time for Frozen, I have a lot of time for Tangled. Mm -hmm. But this is just better than both of those. It's just better. What frustrates me about Shakespeare a lot is how the like misunderstanding subplot will override the entire Thing. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing more frustrating than people overhearing the wrong thing. Like they do it in Shrek as well. It's very annoying. Yeah. It really pisses me off unnecessarily. I know it's a plot device, but I'm just like, I'm always sat there like lazy script writing. Um, and they 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 hint at doing it here where Naveen is practicing proposing to Tiana to Evangeline, and Ray's like, oh, like rolling up his sleeves, oh, I'm gonna get you, and he's like, no, 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 I want I want Tiana. Like, immediately, it's cleared up and sorted. Yeah. And I'm like, thank God. Yes. Because I'd have gotten so annoyed if that had been dragged out unnecessarily. Um, so Ray's on board, and he's like, oh, okay, we're going to get you two together. Um, and he invites Tiana up for, like, a little date. <laughs> he's got this butterfly on as, like, a bow tie. And he's like, oh, is it too much? And the butterfly flies off like, I thought it was a nice touch. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so it funny. Brilliant. <laughs> what gets me about this scene, though, is that the one good thing about Disney, that you just need no explanation. As soon as you try to question something, you just go, go it's Disney. Mm-hmm. So my question was, how did he light the candle oh for the dit? How did Ray, that happen? Surely Ray would have helped out. Well, can he start fire? I don't think, no, I don't think so rubbed his butt against some like really friction it's probably yeah. like a hand to like bzz, yeah. like the classic juicy thing but it is one of those things where you just look at it and you're like point. just leave it <laughs> just forget just enjoy it. enjoy <laughs> it because this is Disney Amazing. I just love those moments where you're like hmm. what the fuck <laughs> I love it and he's minced 
so here for Prince Naveen. I love him so much. Yes. Um, and oh, he's trying to propose and he's all clumsy about it. And he goes to straighten himself up and he gets caught by the Shadow Man's fiends. Yes. They're really scary. And meanwhile, Lawrence has been parading as Prince Naveen mm-hmm. with his blood. And he's planning to marry Lottie, who is princess for 24 hours because she's Mardi Gras princess. Um, and if Prince Naveen kisses her, then he will turn back into a prince. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to get to Lottie before anything goes wrong. Um, so he gets kidnapped and we don't know what happens to him. And um, the guys get off the steamboat and head to the Mardi Gras parade. And Tiana's really excited because she suddenly clocked on to the fact that Naveen was trying to propose yes. to her. And she's like, you know what, I love him too and it's great. Uh, but then oh, it kind of happens again where she sees Lawrence as Prince Naveen on top of the Mardi Gras float marrying Lottie. And what's wonderful is that Ray is like, oh no, sweetheart, this, this isn't right. Like, how can you still be a frog? if he's changed back and it's completely logical Mm -hmm. and it's completely like candid and then because they say that I then forgive Tiana's emotional reaction of running away whereas before I would have just been like lazy script writing yeah but not because I did think that because at the beginning when she first meets Naveen as the frog she's like well who's that down there dance with Lottie yeah and like he's like oh no that, that is not me that's not me so it does like when I first, like, rewatched, it, I was like, why isn't she clocked on that that might not be him? Yeah. But in that state of emotion where you've just like, oh my God, I love him. He loves me. We're going to get married. Like, yeah. if I saw him there marrying somebody else, I probably would have been like, what oh my fuck? God, he played me for a fool. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. gone off as Cause, well. Because there's been this whole setup of him as, uh, like, a, a womanizer. And, like, he pushes that narrative mm-hmm. right up until like a day ago yeah. so it's completely understandable for her to suddenly think oh god I've been played she's in this high state of emotion she's probably been hit in the face from some back part of her brain like you're going to be a frog forever yeah. so she's just very upset she runs away and I forgive her for it it's okay um, but then what I don't forgive her for is that she lashes out at Ray. Yeah. And he's like, oh, hon, it's fine. Like, clearly something's up. And, like, you know, oh, me me and Evangeline, we're going to be here with you. And she's like, open your eyes, Ray. Evangeline's just a star. And then she Ray starts it. to cry. And he's like, she don't mean it, Evangeline. It's yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. His belief is, like, so there. And then he's like, right, let's figure this out. And he goes and he rescues Naveen. Um, That's what I mean. He is the plot. He He drives this plot. Um, And, like, the Shadow Man starts to chase them all. And, like, the Naveen is running and Ray is running and Lawrence is back into Lawrence. And and, and they head to the graveyard and and Louis Louis sees them and he's like, right, I've got to go help my friends. So he, like, reveals that he's an alligator and, like... (laughs) <laughs> scares the band and starts joining them and they run and they run and they run uh, and Ray gets to Tiana and he's like we figured it out it's, we're fine take this take this locket full of Naveen's blood and run don't let the shadow man get it and he kills all the shadows he kills them all everything's fine everything's fine Aisha everything's fine mm-hmm. and then the shadow man walks in to the graveyard and thwacks Ray out of the sky onto the floor and we see him hurt for a moment 
and then it's horrific. He like so cruel. He just picks up his foot and just slowly crushes Ray, and you just hear this like crunching, like noise. And then the worst part about it, and it's so clever, but I hate it, but I love it, is he just like casually like wipes his nose, lifts his collar up, and just walks off. Mm -hmm. Make sure that nobody is seen. And I'm like, it's so upsetting. You hear the crunch, Mm. and like, it's it's one of the worst Disney deaths because it comes out of nowhere. There's really no need for Ray to die. Like, there isn't really, other than if you just want to put a death in there. And, like, fair enough, because it does add a lot of gravitas to the story, because they do it so well. He His death could have just been thrown in there to try and make people cry, but it's, it's, it's a hero's a, yeah. death. And, and it's, it's got a point at the end as well. Does. And it's, oh God, it it chills me every time I watch it with the crunch and the sniff. I'm just like, you're geniuses. Look what you've done to me. I'm only been watching this movie for like an hour. I'm heartbroken. Um, So he goes and he meets Tiana and he tries to convince her that like, it's it's all going to be okay. And she finally realizes that when he's like, your daddy wants you to have this restaurant. And if you adhere to my rules, you can get it. She's like, my daddy never got what he wanted, but he had what he needed. And she goes, to, and it's so good, she goes to smash the locket, but his shadow catches it! So it doesn't even smash, and you're like, oh! It's so good at, like, building up the tension. You're like, fuck, I thought we finally had you! But no, the shadow grabs the locket to safety. And then the callback. Oh, God, this, oh, this is, is brilliant! So good! It's like, so good. You're gonna be a slimy little frog for the rest of your life. I got news for you, Shadow Man. It's not slime, it's mucus! And then he, like, she, like, flicks her tongue, grabs the locket, smashes it to the ground, and it's so satisfying. And then before you've even managed to sort of reel from how exciting that was, the drums come in and it's like, dum, 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 dum. are you ready? And he's like, no, no, this is a command setback and a major operation. And like, he's so frantic and his hair's everywhere. And you're like, kind it's of so frightened yeah. again. All these voodoo dolls are like coming up out of the ground. Yeah. And the drums are there all like, dun, 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 dun. And you're like, fuck. Even Tiana's like, holy shit. Like yes. hiding behind a gravestone. It's really dark. He gets dragged by this massive voodoo God, I can only assume, oh, yes. into a gravestone where like everything goes black and Goggle then the, bumps. the thing clears and it's just his face in this twisted, distorted, terrified expression with facilier on the gravestone. I've got chills mm. talking about it. Like it's yes. terrifying. It makes you wonder though, like, was he dead to begin with? Ah, interesting. Because if his grave was already there, mm. maybe the face 
necessarily might not have been there, but if it was already written on the stone, yeah, was it? Was he? Was he trying like half life? Had he like rescued yes. his soul over to the voodoo? Yeah, people? and that's like how like maybe like God helped me. He was like, no, I can get you everything. Give me back like my, yeah. give me back my human, my human body. And maybe that's what the shadow is. Maybe the shadow is the soul yeah. sort of thing of like I can get you everything that you want. Just give me this chance. And that's why he's always trying to pay that debt. Oh my God, it's so. And then that's why it's like his name is already written on there because he's already yeah. passed away to everybody else but then when the face is on there it's like no this is Science you sealed done. delivered it's so frightening he's such an interesting character um so scary so beautifully acted he's acting mm-hmm. I don't know the name of the actor but he's in American Horror Story if you watch that he plays a voodoo man in American Horror oh, Story oh which one? um in Coven, in Coven. Um, yeah Coven you know oh. the, the, the literal voodoo man that appears from like oh my gosh of course that's, that's literally him wow um, so he's tapped into his market yes <laughs> I think like what makes him such a good villain is that so like um is it is it Carl from um Tarzan oh, oh what's his name um do you mean Clayton Clayton yeah that's mm. it like the that's like another death that is really, really pungent in my oh, brain. Like horrible, the, the, the shadow. Yeah, the, the silhouette the of his hanged body. Yeah, but like, there's something about Facilier where you see him as like a full, a full, like a human being with vulnerability yeah. because he's this strong character of like, yeah, I, I feel like I'm invincible, I'm invincible. But as soon as those drums come on, you yeah. see him panic and say, like, no, 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 no. I got this I got this whereas I think with a lot of other villains they are hard right until the bitter right end it's like no I got this I got this yeah. no you can't do this to me so I think that's why he's such a good villain because yeah you see his he's humanity. got something to lose yes it's so true it's so true and like it, I mean this whole thing is so well cast and Nika Nani Rose as Tiana is beautiful like considering the amount of people that lobbied mm-hmm. I mean Beyonce was like vying for it, but, yeah, she, but she is it. She is such. She's, she's the perfect. Voice. She's perfect, and she does the singing voice as mm-hmm. well, and it's gorgeous. And um, everyone is so well cast, and it's terrifying. So he's dead, and like you think the movie's over, but oh no, we got a <laughs> lot of stuff to get through. We're still frogs. So much stuff to unpack. <laughs> um, so we run, and it's like raining, and it's grey, and the, the it's like quarter to twelve, and we overhear. Naveen being like, okay, so like if you kiss me and marry me, like that's fine, but like, and you'll be a princess, but make sure that Tiana gets her restaurant. And then Tiana comes up and she's like, mate, no, I, I like my dream would be complete without you. And you're like, oh god. So he's like, okay. And then Lottie's like, I'll kiss him, honey, I'll kiss him for you. No marriage required. But then it strikes midnight and they're too late. And she's like, they're like, fuck, we have to be frogs, but it's okay because they're going to be together. And then just as you're happy for that, Lewis is like, Naveen, Tiana, it's Ray, he's hurt bad. And you're like, oh, God. And they all run over and it's raining. And they're like, Ray. And he's like, oh, you It's his little butt, though, that gets me. The problem. slow light that dims and fades. Oh, it's you just like he has like such an elegant death the classic like hand across the waist and he gets his final farewells um and then he fucking dies and it's so you just it's like an establishing shot isn't it so we're like quite a distance from like Lewis and Tiana and Naveen and and Jake and Ray and 
the light just goes. Yeah. And you're like, oh, God. Heartbreaking. And then we have to confront his fucking family. Like, usually when someone dies in a Disney movie, that's that's it. They're dead and it's just sad. But we have to go and meet all of his Firefly family who are, like, older than him. You see the, like, Grandma Fireflies. And you're like, you shouldn't be burying him. He's younger than you. And they put him in a leaf and they say he has a proper like funeral and everyone's really sad. But then oh, the little light doshan. He looks up to the evening star of Angeline and suddenly there is a little star right next to her shining and he's joined Evangeline and he's with her and it's yes. so great. It's a sad bit of hope, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And everyone's like cheering. And it's just, it makes it so much better because then we can transition straight into the wedding. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is Yeah, because they've shown a bit of light on the situation. (laughs) Quite literally. (laughs) It's so great. It was so beautiful though. Like that whole story of Evangeline is Mm. a star and it's like... Ray is constantly is she is she is she is she is and they're all like um you're crazy yeah she's and the fact that then like they just give him all proven wrong that star is it just makes you believe that anything is possible yeah you know? and to just never give up on what you believe in yes. and just like classic Disney be belt. true to yourself yes just like all of these things that Disney have been teaching us since 1939 <laughs> but like. Oh, they ring so true here. Um, and then we get a beautiful froggy wedding in the swamp. And of course, because she marries the prince, <laughs> she becomes a princess. So, <laughs> um, so then they get another wedding. Mm-hmm. I really liked this wedding. It was a very sort of like military wedding. And her dress yes. was very like... It was very simple. It's very simple. It was completely different to Lottie as well because the size (laughs) of it, they just kept getting wider and wider. I was like, oh my goodness gracious me, we are like back in Renee's (laughs) shots. We literally are. Oh, they they finally get Tiana's place up and running and then we get a reprise. Now, I don't know if you know this about me, Disney reprises are my jam. Yes. Hands down, like reprises are always the Mm. best. And here we get a reprise of Down in New Orleans, sung by Tiana, and it's fucking great. And and then we like zoom out and the little stars are shining. And then all the fireflies slash stars, they like come around, (laughs) the two brightest stars in the sky, and it's like, oh, that's I can go to bed happy tonight. It's just, I mean, we've been grinning the entire way through recounting mm-hmm. this because it's just perfect. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was the Princess and the Frog, and mm-hmm. it, oh, mate. Um, yeah, I think it's that transition uh, as well from like into into Frozen, probably in a sense of like, even though Tiana does end up with her prince. She doesn't need him yeah. in the same way that Elsa doesn't necessarily need a man or a woman. Yeah. For her, I think it's that it's for me, this film is like the start of saying yeah. you can have independence. Yeah. And even though it is the princess and the frog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it I just think there's no are. excuse for this movie to have not been 
publicised as much as the rest because it is by far one of the best. It's got the best moral meanings. It's so funny and well-rounded. And it's like, it's got a bit of feminism in there, which is saying, like, yeah, I can have a man, but I don't need a man. Like, it's, it's honestly so good and so important and I can't imagine anyone that would watch it would not enjoy it at Mm -hmm. least on some level like yes there genuinely is something for everyone here and it it makes me so upset that it didn't do well at the box office it makes me upset for um the cast it makes me upset for the animation style it makes me Mm -hmm. upset for the children that missed out Mm -hmm. like and it's because in 2009 all animation studios had sort of veered away from 2D animation and so a lot of people were citing this as old fashioned Mm -hmm. which is bizarre because you know for a fact that until they started really recently doing these like live action remakes kids would be watching I mean like we were watching we weren't alive when Cinderella came out came out in the fucking 50s Mm -hmm. but we were watching it they are classics and in the same way that these children would have been watching the renaissance movies that we grew up with growing up and their 2d animation but yet you Mm -hmm. won't take them to the cinema to see 2d animation like it's so perfect thank you so (laughs) that's the case for the pleasure for picking it like if you're not particularly a disney fan Mm -hmm. because i think the the thing is is you're either a disney fan or you're very like anxious of disney Mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong like we said Disney is a money-making, yes. like, corporate uh, co- corporation. But in some of the stories, especially the classics, to say, there's so much to learn from yeah. the messages. And yeah. I think there's something about Disney films that give you a sense of hope and thinking, oh, you know what, that was just so beautiful. They're inspiring. They are. They are. And a lot of them have very, very good messages. And I think that's the thing for like all films that sort of try and get a message through you can either look at it how the director wants you to look at it Mm. or you can look at it at the way that you want to see it and learn from it yeah and I think Disney is very good especially like for kids and stuff to give them even more so now like Mm. to give them a message growing up with it I haven't been blindsided to it as such but I can watch it and think wow that was such a strong message yeah and and just beautiful yeah. storytelling. Yes. And great songs. Like yes, I think that's it. probably why I do love it. You can't so deny much. it. They're, uh, yes, they 100% had their problems. And I implore you to like delve deeper into the original stories, where they found them from. And um, what's really interesting about The Princess and the Frog that I read, and this took me by complete surprise... It's the first Disney movie based on an actual fairy tale since 1994. Wow, really? And I thought about it and I was like, oh my God, you're right. Because 1994 was Aladdin. Yes. And then you had Pocahontas, Mm -hmm. The Hunchback, Tarzan, Mulan, Dinosaur, Treasure Planet, Home on the Range. Like all of these, yes, like literary classics, but like... No fairy tales. Yes. And then it wow. brought again so it's but since then we've had Tangled and Frozen and mm-hmm. Moana and well Moana's not a fairy tale, but like it's I'd like to think it's based on sort of the mythos and culture of Yeah, I think so. It's like it, I'm I think it's based on like the sort of god sort mm. of um mythology about mythology. it. Yeah. 
Thank you so much. Thank <laughs> you. I've just, like, gabbled. I'm really worried that you haven't been able to get a word in edges. Oh, because so I've just been like, this movie, this movie. I love this movie. In case it hasn't been clear, I love this movie so much. <laughs> and I'm so happy that you chose it. You're Thank welcome. Thank you so much for coming around. Thank you. About it. Do you have anything that you would like to plug? Where can we find you on social media? Um, so you can find me on social media on Instagram and Twitter. It's pretty much Aisha underscore Stadia, I think. I think my Instagram has a double A at the end of my oh. name, but I'm sure you <laughs> shall find me. Um, but yeah, that's about it at the moment. If you're nice. interested to see what I'm up to in the future, you know, just follow those accounts. Yay! Um, so you can follow me at Emily Slade one on Twitter, Emily Slade 001 on Instagram. Why This Film is on Twitter at Why This Film. It's on Instagram at Why This Film. It's on Facebook at Why This Film Podcast. And you can get in touch with us via email at whythisfilmpodcast at gmail.com. Um, this has been a joy. A complete joy. Um, please feel free to come back. Oh. Definitely. We can talk Disney all day long. Happily, I'll bring the Prosecco next time. <laughs> and we will talk as the day is long. Oh, I'm so excited. So, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow and leave a review if you're enjoying this podcast. And we'll see you next time on Why This Film. We watched the film and we talked about it, but now it's time to say goodbye. We'll be back again with another movie that makes you want to ask why. Why? Why This Film Podcast has a Patreon. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get paid. Head to patreon.com forward slash why this film podcast and you can select it here. For £3 a month, you can join Camelot and enjoy early access to episodes, including seasons one to three. You'll get to vote in polls and get a personal shout out on the pod. For £5 a month, you can join Fern Gully with instant access to everything from Camelot. Fern Gully members can also enjoy bonus content, live episode voting power, plus access to monthly movie night. Grab your popcorn and a drink of your choice as we pajama up and watch a movie together remotely. And for £10 a month, you can join the Enchanted Forest, where on top of everything from Camelot and Fern Gully, you can be part of a live episode where we all discuss a movie chosen by you. And if you're not into 80s and 90s animated tears, you can skip all that and make a custom pledge of an amount that suits you. Or you can head over to co-fi.com forward slash why this film podcast and buy me a coffee with a one-off payment. We will be adding hot chocolate to that coffee and probably cream and marshmallows and sprinkles, but you don't need to worry about that. Thank you to all who donate. And thanks to my patron, David, for supporting this episode on Patreon. Why this film podcast is my happy place. I love chatting to guests and revisiting long lost movies. And I hope you do too.